0: Welcome back to episode 8 of Trouble with the Pod. This week we are going to do a little NFL recap. Uh, Less focus on the Lions this week, but we will still touch on it. Then we're going to get into some best of the rest. Our main focus is going to be on Michigan, Michigan State and what that means for both programs. Um, Then we'll move on to some NCAA basketball. And then get into some segments, including top three. And a little surprise for you guys, new segment alert. Let's get into it.
1: Two trailer park girls go round the outside, round the outside. Thanks again, Eminem, and thank you, Viss, for that great introduction. We start off with week 11 in the NFL, and as per usual for a Lions fan, we lost by one possession, scored a lot of points, and our defense gave up a lot of yards and a lot of other points. However...
0: I was listening to Pardon My Take, a parent podcast to us, and uh, they actually made a really good point. They said it wasn't really a heartbreaking loss. It was just like a typical line, like usually we get screwed by the refs or some late late game touchdown that takes it away from us, but this was just like a, oh, we lost, and I was sitting there on my couch and I was like, well, the game's over. I'm not really all that sad. It sucks, but. It was just one of those days.
1: I do have a counterpoint to uh, Big Cat and PFT and you as well for it, it being a normal loss for us. It was one where I have a, I have said that the Lions season is over, but they forced me to watch every single second of that game because they kept it close the entire time. I couldn't do anything for those three hours because of the fact that, you know what, Dr- Jeff Driscoll scored a lot of points. Marvin Jones had two TDs. Bo Scarborough looks really cool. I like having him. He is for Alabama, literally Tuscaloosa. Yeah.
2: Undrafted free agent, I believe. Mm -hmm.
1: He was on the Cowboys practice squad, a couple of other practice squads, but his first actual career start was for us on Sunday. Yeah, he had, I believe, 56 yards and a touchdown. Jeff Driscoll added a rushing TD and two passing TDs, both to Marvin Jones. Um, The big thing, though, as it has been – since at least week five is that our defense is the worst in the NFL and we can't stop anyone. And Dak has said he never had more time in the pocket than he did (laughs) against us. A slight jab, that was true, and we sometimes rush three and we can't actually defend the pass. Darius Slay had that one interception that went right through his hands. Um, I mean, he has said that is his bad. I am, still a hard catch. It was. It wasn't like it
0: was something that was too easy. But... He rose up, but he just missed it, and Amari Cooper didn't. Yeah. Uh,
1: what do you expect? I mean, yeah, it's Amari Cooper. He's going to catch that. But I do kind of expect Slay to make those types of big plays. I don't know why. I... play, Some play, say it's his play, nickname. Play. But, it, I mean, it, they're a fun team. They're one of only three teams to lead in every single game this year it sometimes happens that you don't actually get those bounces to go your way.
2: Yeah, it's just kind of been like a theme for the season. They always keep it close. Um, they have a really hard trouble finishing. Um, but um, I think – The announcer said that too much. Yeah, that's I was true. very upset. Yeah, um, but, yeah, it's kind of painful to watch just because of, you know, they're keeping it close and then you kind of get into it and then you kind of have the whole thing where like, oh, Jeff Driscoll has the ball with a chance to tie the football game up. Uh, they could actually do this and then I get emotionally invested once again like I do every single week and they tear my heart out yep. yeah, once again every single week. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna try my best to just kind of go in with uh, low expectations for the rest of the year because I will watch pretty much every snap for every single game until the season's over with but um, it's just gonna it's gonna tear my it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a long off season after the year's done, I think.
0: Has there been any news on whether, like, are they sitting Stafford the rest of the year? Have they come out and said that?
2: I haven't heard anything about that yet. They had, like, obviously, like, the huge thing with Colin Kaepernick. They had, like, a their head scout evaluator there. So, I mean, I think that's a big thing. If they go out and sign someone else, I think Stafford's done. Yeah. Um, but if it's going to continue to be Jeff Driscoll, there's a chance he plays. I think the only chance, if he doesn't play by Thanksgiving, I think he's done for the rest of the year. That's fair.
0: I'd love to see him on Thanksgiving just because, like, it's, like, one of the biggest games. Yeah. Like, yeah. everyone's going to be watching. That's, like, what you watch, and I don't want to lay another egg. But this is, like, another case of those games where it was, like, um, if Matthew Stafford's in that game, I feel like we win. Oh, yeah. And that, oh, yeah. And that that's just what sucks. Well, because, I... like, before this injury came out, obviously we didn't have the greatest playoff hopes, but if you look at, like, how he was playing, how he was playing and even these last two games, we totally win those. Well, not totally, but there's a pretty good chance that we put up more points, and we have a better chance of winning with Matthew Stafford in there. And then a couple things go our way earlier in the season. We're sitting pretty for the playoffs, but not so much anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jeff Driscoll did put up 27 points. That's nothing to sniff at. He's He did do very good, especially with his first full week of first-team reps and stuff. The thing that gets me is I am a big Cowboy hater. I hate Dak Prescott. I hate the entire Cowboys organization, from Jerry Jones to Jason Garrett. Uh, The thing about them that I hate the most is that after this win in Detroit, I guarantee first take undisputed, they are going to talk about the Cowboys the entire week, about how they're now Super Bowl contenders, even though they're not that good. Their defense gave up three touchdowns to draft Driscoll. Please, you're not a good team. And it was just frustrating for me to watch from a national media perspective. Yeah,
2: so – Shannon Sharp, uh, I saw on Twitter this morning said that was Dak best Prescott's best game of his career. Yeah, okay. His career. Um, maybe because Ze- I Dak does not have Zeke back. Elliott didn't, was not much of a factor. He had the fumble early, and then they kind of I think they held him to under hundred hundred yards rushing, <laughs> but Dak Prescott uh, just kind of picked 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 away at the. The secondary this week, uh, which has been banged up all year, and it's obviously struggled in the back end. So I don't think you can really say it's his best game of his career. It is his best game of his career he, because we suck. Yes, he took advantage of a of a really bad defense, I think, yeah. and that's pretty um, pretty expected. What yeah, yeah, it's
1: yeah, it's what he should do, and. The thing that also sucks as a Lions fan and as a known cowboy hater is that it puts Dak in M V P conversations, which he he does not deserve to be. You are six and four. You have this is one of the they're two and six outside of their division. Worst division in football. Yeah. Without a doubt the worst division in football. The Eagles are okay. And then the The Cowboys are yeah. It's I mean, you're dealing with Giants and Redskins. I assume you could beat them twice a year. Yeah. My God. Okay. Are we done talking about the Lions? All right. Yeah, let's go on to the best of the rest. My best of the rest is last night's game, Monday Night Football in Mexico City, Chiefs, Chargers. I loved watching this game because it is so funny to watch Phillip Rivers, especially at this point in his career. The Phillip Rivers down late in the fourth quarter is something that has been tweeted for the past two years in every single Charger game. Last year it worked out for them. This year it didn't because he's thrown all of the interceptions. He had one that he should have thrown to Tyron Matthew like in mid-fourth quarter, around eight minutes left. That ty- It was a, literally a gimme he didn't catch. And then that last interception that he threw was terrible. It's so funny to watch. Um, the Chargers are like, from what I understand from the 10 Chargers fans that are out there, they are looking for a new quarterback. Because, really? yeah, they're done. They're done with Phillip Rivers. Really? They are done. Next year, I would expect a new person to be rocking that blue. Really? Yeah. Cam Newton was floated out there. Rich Eisen was talking about True. that today. Uh, I don't know why they wouldn't put in Tyrod Taylor just to see what – I mean, he has a Pro Bowl on his resume. He's a good – he's a decent quarterback at best. Uh, Considering the weapons that they have with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Eckler, Melvin Gordon, I don't know why – not just give him a shot. I mean, unless you want Philip Rivers to end his career with dignity, I see, then I understand I it. I,
2: see, I see kind of see this as like the Eli Manning situation yeah. like two years ago now uh, where they kind of pulled him early and they ended up regretting that quite like a lot. So I, I don't think it's you can just yet. I think this is going to have to be something where you take into the offseason and then kind of maybe draft a QB and start from there or go after a Cam Newton as well. That's obviously in play too. Um, so I don't think that's really a bad idea. Uh, my game – is a pretty boring NFL game. Uh, Mine was the Bears-Rams. It was a 7-17 game that LA won in LA. Um, Neither team really threw the ball very well. Goff only threw for 173 yards on 18 attempts. Trubisky threw for 190 yards on 43 attempts. (laughs) So obviously the Bears offense struggled once again, only scoring seven points on an actually much better defense than the Lions in the week past. Um, But... It was kind of just a weird game. The Bears defense kept it close, uh, pretty much for the whole entire game. Um, but I don't think I've ever seen a weirder QB benching than in that game. Yeah. That was extremely it's odd. It's
1: talked about a lot. It,
2: yeah, but in that time it's so weird. Yeah. Uh, bringing in Chase Daniels on the final drive when the game is still in reach. I I don't with a phantom hip injury. Exactly. Yeah,
1: what are the odds of an actual? Injury? I don't. I looked at uh, like the Bears' uh, public relations, like the comments on the tweet. Mitch Trubisky goes out with a hip injury, and everyone was just like, "Yeah, we know it's not a hip injury. You guys are lying to us." That's yeah, definitely. It not was a hip injury.
2: it was weird to say the least. Um, but the Rams, kind of climbing back into a uh, playoff contention here. I don't They're know. I don't think they will just because the NFC West is so good, and a team's gonna another wild card team's gonna come out of the north too but hey they're giving us something to talk about it's not a bad thing Matt uh, Alex
0: yeah I'm gonna talk about uh Steelers Browns which the highlight of this game was clearly um, the big fight at the end but still <clears throat> it was a terrible game for Mason Rudolph um, 221 yards four interceptions and a concussion. yeah de- debatable did he pass concussion <laughs> protocol? yeah i mean he did get clocked um that was post game so it doesn't really give him an excuse for his terrible play on the field but um i think it was a pretty good win for the browns besides the fact that now they lost miles garrett um that's gonna hurt them going forwards especially like with the schedule that they have going forward there's a lot of winnable games where they could maybe slide into a playoff spot but now without him it doesn't look quite as possible um I guess there's really just no way of knowing, but um, it was good to see Baker Mayfield come out, throw a couple touchdowns, and get back, like, get another win, so.
2: Question for you guys. After having about five days to kind of digest this video and see it over and over on Twitter, Mm -hmm. do you think that uh, Mason Rudolph was in the wrong here at all?
1: Uh, Yeah, I do. I mean, I don't think that Miles Garrett should have done what he did, but Mason Rudolph— Throwing his hands up afterwards, acting like he did nothing to instigate that, is ridiculous. And then his press conference afterwards saying, oh, it's Bush League. It's It's a coward move by him. Yeah, Yeah, don't say that to Miles Garrett. And don't
3: forget the bully line
1: also. Yeah, he's a bully. Okay, bud. Yeah. He, he, the fat face came through, he looked, oh my god, I... I think he should have been suspended. He did try to rip Miles Garrett's head off, but he's not as strong as Miles Garrett, and Miles Garrett did what he tried to do, except successfully. <laughs> I mean, should he have done it? No. He deserves to be suspended for the rest of the year. Miles Garrett himself knows that, but I do think Mason Rudolph should do should deserve more than just a slap on the wrist.
0: Yeah, did he get anything really? Uh, that's, fine. Fine. that's it. Yeah, that's not great. Uh, I didn't really like how he handled it like he got he got um i think he got away with some some stuff obviously he got overshadowed by what happened to him but i don't know he's just, now every time i look at him i just think of like like a he beta is the only word that comes to mind i
2: don't know i think the one takeaway like a kind of a big takeaway i can take out of this is my respect for uh pouncey oh, no. that was sick um, I've always been a fan of the offensive lineman protecting their quarterback after they get roughed up, and that was a pretty great representation of that. So I was, a quite, I was quite a big of a fan. He got a three-game suspension for it. I don't know if it was warranted or not, just because it was kind of defending his guy. Like, in a non-football case, if you see your friend getting beat up, and you beat the guy up to up your friend to defend him, yeah. is that wrong? Yeah. I mean, so, like I just—I don't know. I think it's different because it's football. But...
1: Pouncey is—it's been talked about on Twitter a lot. He has been a day one forever. Like he rides his friends. He will do whatever he yeah. wants to for them. And, <laughs> like, he still supports Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. Hey, that was a term. That was a term in middle school. He riding. Rides. Everyone said like, "I ride you" if we if yeah, you were I'm close. Really, yeah, like... it's it counts. It counts. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, people said it a lot. Maybe it wasn't a Kalamazoo thing, but. Yeah. <laughs> People used to say, I ride you all the time. But honestly, though, Pouncey has been like that type of guy. He will support his acquaintances. Rival. Yeah, through anything. Go. Not bad. Yeah. All right. Should we move on?
2: Let's yes. move on.
1: All right. Ah. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. Here we go. I said Michigan would win. I said it. I want to make that on the record. I said Michigan would win this game, they did, congratulations, you're a lot better of a team than us, a lot better, Shea Patterson had the best game of his career at Michigan, Um, look, as a state fan, it was not great, it's hard to say these things in more than just short sentences. We did not play well. We sucked. We were an embarrassing program. We did not deserve to be on the field with Michigan that day. And we felt like we earned the name Little Brother.
2: No. Come on, Axe.
1: On this day, we did. Not in the past five years or the past ten years. But on this day, there's nothing really I can say. Besides, shout out uh, Hayden Heiss for an all-time tweet. (laughs) Nice. Um... This sort of game, I didn't even watch it, so
0: if I didn't watch it, did it didn't even happen? No. Yeah. Not in my <laughs> <really> mind. <laughs> Not in my mind. Um, I was out having a really fun day, doing some fun activities, so that game was the last thing that was on my mind. But I think we need to get a little intel from our stat guy, Henry Creams, over there.
2: <laughs> Henry Creams, there he is.
3: What intel are you looking for there, Vis? I don't know.
0: What's your takeaway? Just what you think. Well, yeah, what happened? Tell life, like,
3: an all-time high in your life right now I I don't know if I'd call it an all-time high but it is fun to watch state fans turn into what Michigan fans used to be because no, we don't make the no guys. I'm not saying that I'm saying state fan Michigan fans used to be known as the team that would always look into the past through my all of my middle school and high school days state fans would always use the oh. That was before we cared. Oh, that was a while ago. But now it's funny watching this transition happen. As, well, we
1: don't care now. We, so, don't, we, don't, we don't
3: care. care. Yeah, <laughs> now that – oh, no excuses? That sounds like an excuse to me right there.
2: All I know is he's trying to bring up middle school like, takes right now. No. I had no idea what I
3: was talking about in middle school. All I'm saying is Michigan fans used to say, be told, stop bringing up the past. And now when I listen to state fans, all they do is bring up the past. I'm, okay i'm talking about in general state fans oh, love it's not us, we're, we're not oh oh okay that's okay. not us
2: so okay question CJ was at the game I, yeah so here's the deal i got i got to ann arbor around 8:30 why um it's a tailgate of course <laughs> and um you know walking around you see all the uh the michigan faithful and some spartan faithful there as well and you know you got couple things running through your mind it's rivalry week who knows what could happen throw the scores out the window <laughs> okay. so um you know when I see us go up 7-0 on the first drive of the game okay. I couldn't uh sitting in the Michigan student section I couldn't help but think we have a shot at this game right <laughs> boy was I wrong um roughly like uh, almost 30 unanswered later um I was kind of sitting on my on my bench there in, in, at the big house, hearing it a lot from the Michigan students. But, um, yeah, this was just a poor game in general. Uh, probably one of the worst Michigan Michigan State football games of my lifetime, dare I say. Okay. Um, a couple turnovers from Lewerke that were pretty crucial. Michigan's defense couldn't stop Michigan on third down to save their lives. Michigan State's defense. Yeah, they couldn't stop Michigan on third down to save their lives. Um it was uh it was tough. It was tough to watch. Um news broke today. Um D'Antonio was interviewed, I believe this afternoon, and they said um they asked him if he'll be staying another year and he said he doesn't have any plans on leaving. See, that's
0: interesting though. Like that's just what you say.
2: Yeah, but <laughs> I feel that like, up, be like right That's now. true in no, the middle of the like year. That. Yeah, I get that, but I feel like I don't know. I just feel like he's going to stay. That's might, that's my gut feeling. He might.
0: He might not. I would. I would be. I would be fine getting a little. Uh, what did what did Matt Nagy say when he pulled Mr. Trubisky? What was the What was his terminology? Uh-huh. He wanted like a uh, spark. Yeah, you want yeah. a spark. I want a little spark.
2: classic. And, okay, I get that. Yeah.
1: I want a new offense now. I want it today. I want it yesterday. Our offense is terrible. Our defense was terrible because they know our offense is terrible and there's nothing that they can do to win the game. The work he's gone after this year, I'm not saying good riddance because he had a decent career at Michigan State, not like his predecessors of Connor Cook and Kirk Cousins, but a decent career. And Tyler O'Connor, shout out him. But, God, my... It's hard, it's really hard. I'll let Henry gloat a little bit more and then I'll say some other things. Well, I think you guys did a good job of breaking
3: down the game, talking about Shea Patterson and his unbelievable performance and just how the Michigan offense looked. Um, but one thing that I one feeling that I just hate having is I just I feel like there's kind of an asterisk next to this game because we'll always say like, oh, state was it wasn't Michigan won. It was state is just that bad this year. So it doesn't really feel like a true rivalry win in a sense it because it's happy, a it's a rivalry happy win. Happy birthday. But there, I just in my heart there feels like an asterisk next to it because state is just that terrible at football this year.
1: Yeah, it's not like when they were both top 10 opponents going for a college football playoff and then one team muffs a punt and then the other team brings it into the end zone. Unbelievable. There we go, bring up the past again. <laughs> well, you got you were just talking about when they were top 10 opponents. I was just bringing up that last time that they were. Um that was a great game. Just, uh, uh, I don't know when that happened or maybe it was 5 years ago. I don't maybe. I'd like to hear the call on that. Yeah, maybe we will at the end of the show we might put that in. But congrats to Michigan. You guys played incredible. I think it's time to start it now. They've been playing great ever since oh that Penn no. State second half.
2: Here we go.
1: Chase oh. Young will be a little bit slow coming off of his suspension. A little bit of rust coming in. Ohio State, Ohio State in Ann Arbor. And Ohio State will win by four touchdowns. No. Ohio State, they haven't played any really good competition this year. Wisconsin came off that loss to Illinois. Who have they really played? Think about it. They have to go into Ann Arbor. Ryan Day doesn't know that type of environment. He's he never. Was coach uh, on he team. was an offensive coordinator, right. never been the head coach. Michigan Justin Michigan fields. fields, what what has he done in the state of Michigan? He's never played there. So, I think it's fair to say that Michigan has a great chance of upsetting Ohio State. At home. At home.
2: In the Big House.
1: I think that Michigan fans should be very excited about that game because they have a great. Chance of winning it. I'm not just saying that to get Michigan fans' hopes up. You guys are gonna win this game. Think about it. Shea Patterson, playing great. Tariq Black, incredible. Donovan people think of all your weapons. Who does Ohio State really have?
2: Dobbins. Justin. Justin Fields.
1: Just throw throw him out. No. That's... Throw out the record books when it comes to Michigan Ohio State. That's... Am I right? Oh my God. Yeah.
3: Denard Robinson did lead Michigan to a victory against the Good Ohio State team, so weirder things
2: have happened before. Yeah,
1: Denard Robinson was an all time quarterback though. He was on NCAA football.
2: This is true. Yeah. Quarterback.
1: He all timer. He
2: played, played running back in the NFL for two years? Yes, he did. Yep. Yeah. There you go. People try to change. Think about <laughs> it,
1: if Lamar Jackson came before Denard Robinson, is Denard Robinson a quarterback?
3: Uh, the only reason I feel bad for Denard Robinson is because he caught the NCAA curse. It's a lot like the Madden curse. And if he wouldn't have been on that cover, he probably would have had a stellar
1: NFL career. Many people are saying that, yes. All right. We've talked about it. Again, congratulations, Michigan. From me, Max, a Michigan State fan, you guys deserve the win. You were a better program on that day. And congrats on Jim Harbaugh and getting a better record against his rivals. I do appreciate.
2: And I'll, I would also like to um, uh, publicly say that I'm still rowing the boat after this loss uh, for Minnesota. Um, it was a close loss, kind of a tough one there. But I think they still have a very good chance of making the Big Ten Championship game, um, potentially playing in the Rose Bowl, uh, maybe even the playoff if they knock off Ohio State, right? Who says no? They- who says they no? No,
0: not knock off House, State. I, Cra- I say no. Crazier things have Vegas happened. says no. The whole world says no.
2: Oh, okay. I- I'm just going to – all right. Matt, you have anything else to add Vince, or you just going to keep being
0: negative? <laughs> I – see, I don't like Max's attitude over here where he's like, oh, Michigan beat <laughs> us. The good so easy. We're yeah. so bad. Uh, whatever. We are bad. It sucks, Max. You don't have to be like, it's fine. I don't even care. I care. I gave
3: up on them. You didn't even watch so. the game.
0: You cared so much. <laughs> Yeah, I did watch the game. It's a really good point. Fair? I didn't care. I don't care.
1: There is a couple of other things I wanted to say about college football this weekend. Um Baylor. We have a Baylor listener. He has texted me. I just wanted to say that you guys did blow a 28 to 3 lead and I knowing how that feels as a Michigan State fan, it does suck and yes, it was on college game day and everyone saw it and it's really embarrassing. But no, you have no chance of making the college football playoff now. Don't ever think that you do. All right. It is time to move on to NCAA basketball. Michigan State beat up. And well, we didn't beat up on we beat Seton Hall. Great game. On the road. Yeah, that was a great game. That was fun to watch. Oh
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Seton Hall had who was it? It was it Anthony Edwards? No. What was his name that went off against us? Miles Powell. Miles Powell. Yeah, I don't know why I said Anthony Edwards. But Miles Powell, he shot very well. Uh, Izzo had an all-time quote where he said not even God could defend him on that day. So shout out. Yeah, shout out to Miles Powell. He played very well. Cassius Winston added, I believe it was 20 points and 21 points and 7 assists. Marvin Hall, though, off the bench, had a perfect game, went for 19 points, 19 very big points, because we've been looking for some bench scoring for a while now, and, and we really need bucket. it. Yep, and the go-ahead bucket. Uh, Xavier Tillman did not have a great game that day, but he did have a couple of and uh, great stops at the end of there. And, look, Seton Hall's a great team. Going in there and beating them was a big deal. I said after the Kentucky loss, if we can go 3-1 and one against the quint- uh, quadruple like top 15 opponents of Kentucky, Seton Hall, Kansas, if we play them in the Maui Invitational this coming week, and Duke, I'd consider that to be a pretty good start to the season, considering how tough of our strength of schedule was. Cassius has been playing really good. He had that very emotional talking to the fans after the, uh, the, game, last the night. game last night yeah. against... Uh, I believe it was like, South Carolina, something. It was weird. Yeah, yeah it, it was a no name team. But look, Michigan State's playing good basketball. I love them. It's always been basketball season. It's been basketball season for a couple of weeks. Don't roll your eyes at me, CJ. I do love Michigan State. I've just been tired of their football team for a while now. And we got a good season ahead of us. I will say that.
2: And there you go I, I'm actually uh, super excited um, I kind of need this in my life a little bit of winning so um, when we recorded last week uh, there was a game going on Kentucky Evansville at Rupp Arena um, and they were down by five I want to say when we mentioned it in the recording they ended up losing that game 67-64 the final um, and that was this November. It's, it's November this this Association, right? Um, is pretty crazy. Um, the juggernaut that is Kentucky fell to a Missouri Valley team, Evansville, who has a, probably a good shot getting in the tournament uh, if they can. I mean, with that kind of win, you could definitely run the table in their conference tournament. Oh That'd be kind of fun to see them in the tournament. But
3: they they were ranked seventh. They were projected to finish seventh in their conference, so they're, it's not like they're a top of the conference. They're team.
2: first right now, but they haven't played any conference games, yeah. so. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, I think we have a chance at playing Kansas here pretty soon in the yep. Maui Invitational around Thanksgiving time. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun if that can go down to. Um. What are we ranked right now? It's third. Third, right? Oh, yep. And then it's Louisville, Duke. Yep. Okay. So that'd be uh yeah that'd be kind of a crucial win for us going forward. Um, uh, build some momentum and build a little bit of a resume for a hopeful one seed yep. uh, this year in the tournament. Visc, anything, to add? I do not. No. Okay. Want to move on? Uh, let's just talk a little bit about
1: Michigan basketball. Oh, okay. You guys. Have they played? Recently? Yeah, they they played Elon. They haven't had a m- many games, but they won seventy to fifty against Elon. Uh, classic Xavier Simpson, like eleven points, seven assists. Had played really good defense. Uh, Teske had a good game, and I mean it. it Michigan's playing pretty well. I'm I'm happy to say that uh, Jawan Howard's coaching very well, and again like. It always is. I'm excited to watch Michigan versus Michigan State basketball and a redemption from the football season.
3: Yeah, I have been excited about the Juwan Howard team. It's definitely a different team than they were under John Beeline. Under Beeline, it was a slower-paced team, and now they're more of a fast-break, pick-up-the-pace team. Um, And in a couple of weeks, uh, I think two weeks, Michigan has a really exciting matchup coming up against Louisville which will be our first big test as they're ranked number two. So it'll be fun to just see how Michigan basketball can play this year. And I think that this year is almost a test year, an experiment year for Juwan Howard to see how his offense works. And Michigan had one of the top defenses in the nation for the past couple of years under B-line. So it'll be interesting to see how their defense shapes up over this year. But they're off to a solid start. They haven't blown anybody out, but they definitely have looked good, and they'll get Franz Wagner back here in a couple of weeks, so we'll see how that affects the team. But, yeah, I think it's December 3rd against Louisville. That'll be a game to watch.
1: Yeah, that's that's going to be a good wake, uh, week for Michigan collegiate basketball because – the day before, I believe, Michigan State plays Duke It's part of the uh, ACC Big Ten Challenge. So, it, in East yeah, it's in East Lansing. Is Michigan playing in Louisville or is that uh, in the KFC? They're, at, Center? they're yep. at Louisville. Okay, so it's at Louisville. I would not expect Michigan to I, win I, that I game. But I, if they can put up a good fight against Louisville, I'd say that's a great. Like we were saying about uh, Michigan State earlier, a great resume builder and a great test for Jawan Howard on playing in those big games when everyone's watching.
2: So, we kind of predicted an upset earlier uh, in our last show. Um, And this week, we got another one brewing. It looks like uh, the University of Vermont is playing with uh, UVA, Virginia. Yeah, right now. 34 31 with 12 minutes left in the second half. So, we'll see if we can stir up a little bit more magic here as we record. But, um,. You guys ready to move on?
0: Yeah, I believe so. Let's move on. Are we? Can I do a little? You got a segment little. My you, own? Oh yeah, we're
2: giving. We're gonna go rogue here a little bit. All right.
0: Um, I just have a quick little segment. Um, the Alex Visser guarantee is actually two and zero oh in the last two weeks. Oh, so uh-huh. I'm
2: hot. He, no.
0: I am hot. He, I do have another no. one, and I feel very good about this. But um, as I said last week, I think it was Pats minus four and a half over the Eagles. They covered so. You don't get rich betting against the Patriots. <laughs> and so, I have another softball this week, and that's why it is a softball, because it is the Alex Visser guarantee. And that is Baltimore Ravens minus three and a half at Los Angeles Rams. That seems like a, like a lock to me. Oh. We got an, off, uh, an off-screen viewer shaking his head, but uh, don't listen no, to him. He doesn't really know much about are betting. Yeah. No, and the Rams –
1: not put up much offense. The Ravens' defense is very good. I like that pick. This. Max
0: loves that I pick. Love that so pick. you got to hammer it.
2: Joe, hammer it? No. Joe Flacco no. walked so Lamar Jackson could run.
0: Joe Flacco walked so Lamar Jackson can run. True. And he runs fast.
2: He runs very fast. Very fast. He got
1: five whoops from Chris Berman. <laughs> <Yeah. out>. Five <laughs> whoops. Whoop! That's awesome. Yeah. Dick, All right. dick, dick, dick. So, hammer it. Hammering it. Alright, we are getting on to Our off-screen viewer, Matt Lovas, had come up with a great segment for us to do. And we are going to be doing mid-season awards. What are they called? Just mid-season awards. We're going to be doing MVP, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, Sixth Man, and our fan favorite. This will be going for, I think, all sports. Are we doing all sports? Yeah,
2: let's just do a jumble. Yeah. Bag.
1: Why not? yeah, why not? I mean it how do you judge like how one person's doing in football versus basketball? You we can, don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Uh, my um fan favorite we're gonna I'm gonna start with fan favorites. Oh, that's a why idea. yeah. So that they listen to MVPs later. Gotta keep them listening. Yeah. The listener. Yeah. So my fan favorite right now is Luka Doncic because oh, yeah. He is electric right now in the NBA.
0: 40 point triple double. Yeah. He's not even 21.
1: Yeah. You know, he's the second youngest player to do that behind the my Brown man. James.
0: He's younger than I
1: am. Yeah. Bron Bron. Yeah. Which I mean, it's fine that he's the same age as me and he's lighting up the NBA. I don't care. I'm just not as athletic and skilled as him. Yeah. I mean, Luka is awesome. He is great to watch. He's never be- he's not the fastest per- person out there. He's not even the biggest person out there. He's just more fundamentally sound. Smooth. He's so smooth. smooth with it. And it, he's just great to watch.
2: My mid-season award for fan fra- uh, favorite. fan favorite is going to be uh the meme sensation Alex Caruso. Mm. Can I just say something
1: before you yeah. get in? I've been looking for jerseys for Alex Caruso like the entire day today and i can't find anything not even on a, on dhgate so if one of our listeners could send us one that'd be great
2: he might only average 5.3 points and 1.8 rebounds but he's swept the internet becoming a cinderella that everyone can fall in love with Cause he's and cool. yeah cuz he's he has kind of the weird hairline but thing going on so athletic but he's crazy athletic as max said so that's my fan favorite i don't know Viss, what you got going for you
0: um, I think it's a pretty obvious one, um, and it actually, okay, explain to me what's the difference between fan favorite mid-season MVP and regular MVP, is there any uh, difference?
2: Who's the person you most love to watch? Who, who do you love? Who are the people loving to watch, the fans?
0: Who do, who do I personally maybe he's
2: not love? Maybe he's not the best at what he does, but, you know, he's like the he guy who could, be could the fall best. He, could he could be, be the best, yeah But you can fall in love he with him
0: very easily is the best best at what he does and i'm gonna say lamar jackson he is all over the place doing everything making the moves making the cuts making the defender miss (laughs) making (laughs) the throws scoring points and that is
1: why that's my pick right there
0: easy as that there it is
1: all right that is going to be my mvp but all right so my we are doing sixth man Sixth man, even though, I mean, NFL, how does that work? We'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm sure the listeners are fully engaged in this. Yeah. So it doesn't even matter. Sixth man for me right now, he has started a few games, but it's Derrick Rose for me. Is he the best sixth man in the league? No, Lou Williams has that on, on deck. But Derrick Rose turning back the clock this year especially in the opening of the season when reggie jackson went down he has been awesome to watch he's electric he looks like the derrick rose not of old because i feel like derrick rose of old would be dunking on everyone but how i would expect 31 year old derrick rose to be at this time had he not had so many knee injuries
3: yeah
2: Mm. my sixth man of the year is going to be none other than gardner minchu um the guy that came in for uh, injured Nick Foles and started to light it up. Yep, next man up. Uh, he was kind of the next man up situation. Um, so he's going to be my sixth man, I think. Just the guy that kind of stepped up off the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: This? Uh, this one's tricky. I don't watch enough NBA at this point in the season to really have, like, this guy my sixth man. But who can I pick? Who can I pick? Come on. Right. Who can star, I pick? Bro. Bo Scarborough from Henry Creams over in the corner. I like it. We're going to run with it.
2: Moving on to coach of the year, Max. Uh, Coach of
1: the year for me this year, not Matt Nagy as he was last year. Let me tell you that. I would actually go with Kyle Shanahan. Uh, looking at how the 49ers have done this year in the NFL, the 9-1. He took Jimmy G and as someone who I don't actually think is that great of a quarterback and – he has made an awesome running attack. And, I mean, the 49ers, their defense is incredible. He's just done such a good job with that team in a year where I did not actually think... Everyone has has said for, like, the past three years that this is going to be the Niners' year. I did not think it was going to be this year as it has been in the past two years. And they look like the class of the NFC along with the Saints and the Seahawks and the and the Packers. So.
2: Uh, my coach of the year thus far is going to be Sean McDermott. Uh, the uh, The Buffalo Bills led them to a seven and three record when I don't think much people, many people, uh, gave them a chance to begin with. So I think that is going to be my coach of the year thus far.
0: I'm going to go with another classic, Bill Belichick. Um, yeah, Has wow. what hasn't he done? I think is a better question to ask. He's just a genius and. Uh, even with that loss to the Ravens, <clears throat> he learned so much from that game that he that like you know he's just ready for him next time they play. So if they come across him again in the playoffs, I think the Pats are gonna take that one, and Bill Belichick is gonna take them to another Super Bowl and probably win. Um, I know they don't really have an offensive line right now, but I still like their chances with uh, TB twelve and all double B
1: Maxwell. All right, on to rookie of the year. Um, for rookie of the year for me because Zion has been out sadly and he would have been my rookie of the year No matter what I'm going to go with uh, Nick Bosa again another 49er. I'm impressed with how he has I wouldn't say he's carried the defense But he's been a big part of that 49ers defense that has been Incredible and scoring a lot of points for the for their team has led them in sacks. I believe uh, don't quote me on that I'm going to have to get Stats Guy Henry To show me Just the qualitative Observation of when I watch them play Nick Bosa is everywhere And he has done a lot For that team
2: uh, My rookie of the year Is going to be uh, In the music industry um, I'm going to go with uh, Mason Ramsey Who attended his first NFL game the other day And had an all time Like uh, social media presence When he took a picture With the uh, cheerleaders And said Is this fantasy football um, I thought that was Pretty funny a, and I think I think he's definitely a good candidate for Rookie of the Year as far as music goes. So. Who, who did you say? Mason Ramsey, man. the kid, oh, the cowboy kid, I you said, the yodeler. I thought you said Jalen Ramsey. No, Mason Ramsey. Uh-huh. He's kind of funny. He's a he's just like a innocent six year old or whatever. No, he's, he's thirteen. He's Innocent huh? thirteen <laughs> year old. So, he's kind of funny. He's funny. I saw he's taking over his
0: Instagram account again yeah, that's too. Huge. Um That's what I did at thirteen. My Rookie of the Year, although he's gotten off to a little. Um, maybe a rough start. Not the most anticipated start of the year. I'm going to say John Morant. I just saw a highlight the other day where he put it behind his back and laid it up, and it was just cool. Wow. So I think he's going to really blow up towards the rest of the season, and he's going to be the guy that everybody looks to.
2: Last but not least, our MVPs.
1: Um, My fan favorite of Luca was almost my MVP, but I'm actually going to take this is fan favorite. Lamar Jackson is so... Good. Do you remember when people said he couldn't play quarterback? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people, <laughs> oh,
2: put him as a running
3: back. That'd be a lot better.
1: Yeah, he's no, great, he's incredible. He'd
2: be a great running back too, Max.
1: He would, but no, he's a incredible quarterback. He's the MVP of the of the National Football League right now. He is leading the Ravens to. I would probably say. I mean, he's surpassed. Not not in terms of all time, but. He is better than Patrick Mahomes this year. He is better than any other quarterback in the NFL. I'm taking I'm taking Lamar.
3: Okay. And just one other thing about Lamar that's so incredible and what most people can't do that he can is his improvement in the passing game this yeah. year, which is just so outstanding. That's been the difference maker for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, against the Texans, everyone was expecting that to be a showdown between Deshaun and Lamar. And Lamar had i i don't know his exact stats but i know his uh passer rating was 136 which is the best you can get so
2: all right my mvp this year um is gonna be um cleveland browns mascot um sj the uh yes swagger jr he's probably gonna be my mvp this year just because of I mean, he Obviously came in. He it. came in in a tough situation, right in Cleveland, and he performed to the best of his ability. Um, he had he went under some adversity with his father retiring, and he you know he stepped right in there and he performed at an MVP level. Um, it's what you like to see from a good boy like him, and uh, yeah, it's SJ Swagger Jr. It's a very good pick.
0: Uh, my MVP for this year, Matthew Stafford. Ah. He uh plagued with injuries the last couple weeks doesn't help but this is a mid-season and i'd say if you uh if you make the call not today but if you make it two weeks ago i'd say he's definitely got to be in the conversation and yeah probably wins it in my in my uh in my opinion
2: so we got one more for you guys and that is our mid-season flop of the year oh yeah so uh um, max you want to start us off with that i one? do
0: is that like an
1: no, not an actual flop, but more of a, like, high symbolistic expectancy. flop.
2: Yeah, high
1: expectations. So, yeah. no, actually, I have a great one. That goes into my who dropped the ball. Well, our who dropped the ball. Um, Antonio Brown. People were expecting a lot of big things from this year. He's only actually played one game. Uh, No one really knows why. Um. I'm sure that it will come out in the media at some point, like what's been going on with Antonio Brown. Um, I'm just kidding. Everyone knows what happened. Uh, (laughs) You know me. I'm just a little bit of the jokester Uh on here. But, yeah, Antonio Brown, uh, Antonio Clown, Clown Clown-tonio Brown, as Shannon Sharp (laughs) pointed out, which is a great meme. But, I mean, he's only played one game this year because he's an idiot. And, I mean – People, he was supposed to be the best wide out in the league, but look what happened. Nothing.
2: <laughs> uh, my midseason flop is probably going to be the Miami Dolphins for choking away the first pick in the NFL draft this year with getting two wins in a row. Um, since then, the Cincinnati Bengals have continued to pave their way to the first, the first overall pick in the NFL draft, so I don't think you could say there's much bigger of a flop than the Miami Dolphins at this point in time. I think I could, actually. Oh.
0: The um, Cleveland Browns. There was so much hype coming into them on this year, and they started off terrible. Wonder uh, why? Yeah, I don't know. They just haven't been performing up to the standards of what everybody was expecting. And for that reason, I think they are the biggest flop. And now uh, Henry's got something to say.
2: Here we go.
3: Can I just add in one award just by myself that I feel like we also need to talk about tonight? The midseason biggest loss. And that's gonna to go to Alabama's Tua a Tagavailoa. Can you say it one more time? Tua Tagovailoa. Ta Tagova. Uh I mean having him go down is probably the biggest loss of any team in sports at this moment. Um and it really it puts some question marks by Alabama. So I guess we'll just have to see how that plays out now that he's out for the season there with a the backup quarterback.
1: Very true. Thank you. All right. Moving on, let's get to our quick who dropped the ball before a very special top three. So, like I said earlier, Antonio Brown, he dropped the ball by apologizing to the Patriots today after weeks of tweets saying that he hates the NFL and the Patriots and Bob Kraft and how hypocritical it was, and now he wants a job again, so he's apologizing. So he dropped the ball. But let's get into our top three it's a special one. So, where were you guys 15 years ago today? Do you remember?
0: I was six.
2: I was, prob- I was six years old, so I was probably at my house. Asleep. It- I was definitely in bed at 8.30 when I was six. I don't think we had a
0: Wii yet, so maybe I was playing...
3: PS2? Oh, PS2. Nintendo oh, DS. DS. I
2: was probably playing Star Wars Battlefront at this I point.
3: I was 100% playing Nintendo. Nintendog's dogs under my sheet
1: right now. Fair enough. <laughs> well, I'll tell you where Ron Artest, Steven Jackson, Rashid Wallace, Ben Wallace, Richard Hamilton, Larry Brown, wait, the whole crew was. Wait, were
3: they? Were they malicing?
1: Um, there was some malicing going on at the Palace of Auburn Hills. That's right. Fifteen years ago today, on November nineteenth. Yep. Just had to check my had to check the calendar. Quick sec. The malice in the palace occurred. And so, first pick? it is in my t- in our top three of.
3: I haven't chosen the order yet. You
1: will choose the order, but I get the first pick. No. Henry
3: fine, fine. fine, fine. Henry
1: chooses the first chooses the order, but the malice of palace malice in the palace occurred today. Um, I'll just go
3: Max, <laughs> this, and yeah. CJ. Just so that... Uh, no, that was not order of favorites. <laughs> uh, I only, I put Max first because I don't want him to... I, I want him to talk about this. I don't want this to steal his pick because I know he
1: would have. Yeah. So, as I may have alluded to earlier, very subvertedly, I am actually going to choose the Malice in the Palace. <laughs> no. Um, yes. Really? No, yeah.
3: I did not see that one coming.
1: I know. Who would have thought? But, I mean... It's one of the few times that fans have actually It's one of the few times that fans have actually gotten involved in a fight that occurred in sports. It was very disruptive. It suspended Ron Artest and Stephen Jackson for the entire season. There were heavy fines issued out. It was terrible, but for those of us that were not there and enjoy watching sports fights, it's a very fun one to watch cj
0: um i'm gonna take the most recent big fight that we've had and that is miles garrett versus mason rudolph um miles garrett had a a moment of severe rage where he swung a a weapon at the head of the beta that is mason rudolph um glad it didn't kill him he could have actually if he hit him with the right spot i don't know if you guys saw the video of that chair being broken they hit a chair with a helmet and it just cracked it right in half um but yeah just two uh Two not-so-much-of-fan favorites going at each other. And, um, I
1: think people actually, before that happened, kind of like Miles Garrett. Yeah,
0: that's fair. But now I don't Rudolph. think you can say that anymore, and Mason Rudolph proved to be um, like a little five-year-old. I don't know, a little whiny, little B-word. Well, um, well, yeah.
2: <laughs> <Is that> baby? <laughs> you can baby?
0: interpret that how you'd like. That's the first pick.
2: Uh, so my my first pick was going to be at the rink, uh, the Detroit Red Wings versus the Colorado Avalanche uh, in 1997. You didn't even know what that was well, uh, 20 minutes ago. Yeah, I did.
0: <laughs> no, you Dude, I it was a I
2: huge it tilly. It was a huge tilly at the rink. And, um, yeah, it I don't know. Um. Uh, Igor Lyrianov <laughs> and Pete Forsberg collided, and Danny McCarthy then proceeded to throw you many not punches. That. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, who, uh, those who, are just names you, of players. They just. Uh, you were there. They took it out on the ice, left it all on the ice there. Um, so yeah, I think that's gonna be my first pick.
1: All right, my second pick is one that I did watch, and at subsequent baseball camps that summer, I did emulate. It was when Kevin Euclid charged the mound on Rick Porcello. And Rick Porcello actually took down Kevin Euclid, which I did not see coming. I thought it was hilarious. Um, it's one of the few times during his Tigers run I actually liked Rick Porcello. And, it I mean, it was a fun fight. Fun fight. Fun fight.
0: All right, my second pick is going to be a fight within a fight, and that is when Mike Tyson bit that dude's ear off. That was Van a fun Holyfield? Yeah, say it again. Vander Holyfield you bit his ear off fight within the fight just had to take that one from CJ
2: alright my next one um, is going to be the Nolan Ryan and Robin Ventura fight Uh, back in the day uh, Robin Ventura um, charged the mound and uh, Nolan Ryan had him in a headlock for a while there Uh, so that was kind of a big deal because Nolan Ryan is obviously one of the best pitchers ever to play the game of baseball so yeah that's going to be my second pick
1: all right, I'm going to be taking another baseball one that happened this year. It was when Amir Garrett uh, from the Reds took on the entire Pirates organization uh, in that game in Cincinnati. Threw a couple of pitches a little too close for comfort and then charged at – did he go – he went straight for the dugout, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll post these videos to our Twitter, but – Yeah. We will post these videos to our Twitter. um. Look, it was awesome. Yasuo Puig got involved after he got traded, which was kind of funny to realize he had really nothing to fight for, but he was kind of going all out for it. Um, It was an awesome fight to watch. It was the best baseball fight that happened this year by far.
0: My third and final pick is going to be Indiana Hoosiers head coach, Bobby Knight versus the chair. Uh, The chair definitely lost that battle. Chucked it across the floor. Um, Always a fun one to look back up and watch. A lot of anger in that. You don't see that much anymore these days. But uh, yeah, he was passionate, very passionate guy. And um, Bobby Knight, won, chair zero.
2: My next fight is gonna be Rangers Blue Jays, uh, Ordour and Jose Bautista. A lot of great punches thrown there. Uh, a couple haymakers. So I think that was kind of you know, and it went out to second base. Usually it's to the to the pitcher's mound. This yeah. one extended all the way out to the second base. So, uh, bench <laughs> benches cleared, and it was a uh, it was quite a fight, and uh, it was a good time.
1: All right, let's do some honorable mentions before we finish up. Uh, you have the classic Odell Beckham versus Josh Norman, which was fun to watch, and you have um you have a couple of Red Sox ones that were pretty good. Uh, Roger Clemens versus Manny Ramirez in 2003. Where Miguel,
3: Miguel Cabrera versus the uh, Yankees. Oh, yeah. That oh, one was fun.
2: Um, Carlos Guillen and... Uh, oh, what was his name? Uh, he plays
1: for, he nope. plays for the Angels. He plays for the Angels. Long hair. Yeah.
2: Don't care. Jared Weaver. Jared, Jared Weaver. Weaver. Jared Weaver. Thank
1: you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Another Off stats screen. guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah that one was that one was electric because that was at a time when there was no bat flips in the mlb there was like guienne stared him down for so long soul, dude. yeah it, trot with it too. yeah dude oh. that was awesome <laughs> that was a great fight um do you got do you have some more i have one
0: more um i think this happened this past summer it was a big fight at fiba uh, the Philippines versus Australia. You're going to have to look that one up to do it because I didn't really know who any of the players were, but they were swinging, and they were swinging hard.
1: There is one uh, Terrence Jones versus this guy in the uh, Chinese league. That was pretty good. Um, Matt, you do you have one more. What was it? I got I gotta
2: say it though. just got to no, Just, gotta tell, just us. tell us.
1: Just tell us. What was us it?
3: Hot take, Matty Ice. First time, long time. What's up, everybody? Um, My fight of the year was Dion Waiters versus the Edibles. The Edibles won that one, but man of the year did not snitch out his teammate. So that is my fight of the year. Thank you for that. That was great. <laughs> Expecting a lot more good content out of that guy. Uh, I think the last honorable mention that we're going to mention tonight is going to be the Conor McGregor fight, but what one are we talking about? Oh. We don't know because he's had so many of them. But, chair the yeah, chair at the bus. I, the I forget. Bus. Khabib, yes, Habib. Khabib. be Yeah, Habib. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not the biggest UFC guy. Ever since Conor McGregor, my favorite fighter, got kicked out. But, uh yeah, Conor McGregor versus the bus.
1: Alright, and then, just my last honorable mention is Carl uh, anthony Towns versus... Joel Embiid, where Ben Simmons put him in a headlock, and he said he was peacemaker. So that rounds out our top three. Oh,
3: uh, Ron Artest or uh, gun in the locker room. Oh, oh, Gilbert Arenas. Oh, Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> <laughs> that, that wasn't a fight during a game. That's why I don't count That's it.
1: That's true. Um, a fight. yeah, it was a fight within the fight of his teammates. Apparently, his yeah. teammate didn't give him some money from a, like a card game, and so he brought a gun in it, was, it was. one more one more okay. one
0: more Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson following uh, the Ryder Cup last year and there was apparently there was a little shouting match or altercation in the locker a room afterwards fight. yeah it was a golf fight apparently <laughs> um, Brooks Kepka wanted to like go downtown Paris but Dustin Johnson wasn't really feeling it and so then they started arguing and Classic. words were said they never exactly <laughs> stated it explicitly but boy, that's the big golf fight big golf fight also Patrick Reed versus the world um, Nobody Can't really likes him. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I think that's talking golf. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Tiger Woods versus his own nine iron when he was in the car with his wife. Um, yeah.
2: OJ Simpson versus the car. Uh, yeah. Well, not. I mean, the, the car world. was with him. Yeah. No, everybody was on OJ's side. That's tr- oh, yeah. valid.
1: All right. Well, this has been a great episode. Great top three. A lot of opinions Ben had. Uh, congrats again to Michigan. Sort of. They won. <laughs> I'll I'll give it to him, and I expect next year when we win that we get the same types so of congratulations. All right, great episode. Let's run it. It's been five years, and I'm sure you guys won, so you guys do get to hear the outro. Stay sweet.
3: Wow! he has trouble with the snap. And the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State. Jalen
1: wants Jackson. And he scores.